Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors and add blocks, no custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise. And with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI-powered help bot, our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Maybe that's why Bluehost has been recommended by WordPress.org since 2005. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to bluehost.com wondersuite. That's bluehost.com wondersuite. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you, so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Tune in to Africa Business Radio on www.africabusinessradio.com Find us on Facebook, Africa Business Radio and on Twitter, Africa Biz Radio towards a profitable Africa. new travel show explore africa midday central africa time the show will take a holistic view of travel on the african continent as well as the indian ocean islands there will be travel updates a look at business destinations interviews and competitions cultural travel a new and growing market will be covered in depth from cape to cairo david will also be advising on unique destinations that will allow listeners the opportunity to discover hidden gems on our continent
A new tribe is emerging, a tribe where Africans, leaders, entrepreneurs, change agents, disruptors, founders, and idea junkies congregate to provide sustainable solutions that meet the needs of communities, cities, countries, and our very own continent. They're the ones whose dreams, when merged with opportunity, create one of our greatest commodity. They're the driving force behind entrepreneurship and leadership. Do you want to be a part of this? Join us on Trep Talk where we congregate the tribe of African entrepreneurs on Africa Business Radio towards a profitable Africa. Unique insight into doing business in Africa. Investment opportunity. Industry updates. Africa Business Radio towards a profitable Africa. It's Tuesday, it's 12 midday Central African time. My name is David Batsoffen and welcome to Explore Africa. The show is hosted here on Africa Business Radio towards a profitable Africa and Nomad Africa magazine, which is currently out in all um, and certain bookstores and shops in and around Johannesburg. Welcome to the show. An interesting show today. In, in the true essence of radio, maybe I should be up front right in the very beginning of the show today and tell you that I'm all by myself in studio. Um, unfortunately, my producer had to run off to a meeting and called me in earlier and said, David, the show is yours. Run it. No, he didn't quite say run it as you wish, but pointed me in some sort of technical um, direction and said, this is how the show runs. Well, it's it might be interesting today. And if there are any mistakes, they are going to be mine and uh, nobody else's. So bear with me, if you will. There will be guests, hopefully, if I push the right buttons. Um, some of this technology, even though I've been in the industry for 23 years, some of this technology is uh, relatively new to me, specifically when connecting via iPad um, and um, a variety of different apps. But I'm, I'm all ready to go. And um, if the correct people pop up, then I will chat to them. And if not, it's just you and I here for the next 90 minutes, which could be interesting. However, you can get us on Twitter at Africa Biz Radio. You can also find me um, at David Batsoffen. Facebook is Africa Business Radio. Or you can email info at africabusinessradio.com. For those of you who are tuning in for the first time, this is our fourth show. And the objectives of the show are to provide high-level insights into the current landscape of the travel and tourism industry in South Africa. Those of you living outside the South African borders may know that our 
um, new president-elect. Well, is he a president-elect or a president-in-waiting? Um, anyway, he's, he's a, our current president, Cyril Ramaphosa, had a midnight cabinet shuffle last night. And I believe that Derek Hanekom is back as our Minister of Tourism. And with a bit of luck, this will bode well for the future. The show also aims to engage professionals, industry stakeholders, tourism practitioners, and a variety of other different people in the travel, uh, in the business of travel and tourism in Africa, identifying um, trends from south, north, east, and west on this continent of ours. And we also want to drive conversation into different topics around tourism and travel, again, across all the region. So although the show, uh, the studios are based in Johannesburg, we will be chatting about a variety of different places in and around the African continent. As I said, the Twitter is um, at Africa Business Radio, so you can tweet us or on Facebook, Africa Business Radio. Now, coming up um, earlier this year, the first AU General Assembly, 23 African states decided that they want to have the sing- a single aviation market in a bid to boost connectivity, reduce fares and sim- stimulate economy, uh, economic growth on a continent widely considered as the most expensive and inconvenient to fly around. It's all very well if you're going to fly from uh, Johannesburg to Dubai and then Dubai onto an international destination, but try flying to, I don't know, and I'm just going off the top of my head now, try flying to Togo direct from Joburg. You can't. You have to fly possibly to Nairobi or maybe to Lagos first and then um, back inland to Togo. So the... um, There is now an agreement called the Open Skies um, Initiative that is looking at a single African air transport market. And this will hopefully eventually replicate the European um, or Asian common aviation area. Um, area, which allows airlines from member states to fly between any member state. I think it's going to be really, really interesting as long as they can get it together. Um, this has been ongoing. Um, they're looking at Agenda 2064, and I'm hoping 2064 is not the year 2064 because none of us listening to this show today will be around. The Africa we want is a shared strategic framework for, uh, framework for inclusive growth and subs- uh, sustainable development. Could be interesting. We're also going to be, we'll, we'll be um, hopefully chatting about that a little later today because there's also all sorts of implications for the travel and tour, for the, uh, not travel and tourism, but for the immigration and travel market. If you're going to be looking at having open skies for a variety of reasons. So what are the implications? Um, and we'll look at that during the course of the show today. That is if my fingers push the right buttons. If not, I'll talk about it. Luckily, I've done a lot of research. Um, So without further ado, let's have a look at some of the travel updates that have come out in the past week. Fearing tourist drought, Cape Town charts a new relationship with water. First day zero was in April, then it was in May. Now it's in June. Um, But if if everybody plays along, um, then... It's, it's going to be okay. Now, I was recently at a game reserve and chatting to in- some international tourists who had been to Cape Town and who 
done the whole thing. They'd filled the bucket while in the shower and used that as grey water to maybe flush the toilet or even wash underwear if you're staying in a hotel. The days of just letting the water go down the drain in Cape Town are long forgotten. And it seems that more or less, more or less everybody is playing along. Um, they were looking at cancelling the Argus. They were looking at cancelling two oceans, but the, the former being a large cycle race where sort of 50,000 people are expected, plus all the ancillary hangers on, which makes um, a lot of tourist sense for Cape Town. And they, of course, need the tourist money. And then uh, two oceans, which is a, a running marathon, which also brings a lot of people into the city and hopefully visitors to the city will um, play along. And not just because they they don't care, they can come and go, you know, go back to um, a province or a town or a home that has no water regulations. Cape Town is currently on 50 litres of water per person per day. Um, the competition is quite strong. One of the couple couples that I met recently, um, it, it was a big deal for them to see how short a shower they could take. Uh, you're allowed sort of two minutes for a shower, and uh, they got it down to about a minute. Some of the local artists have produced two-minute songs, which you can play while you're in the shower. When the song finishes, you know that you should be out of it. Um, but I do hope... Um, the uh, head of tourism marketing in Cape Town was saying he hopes that the tourists will save like a local. The only thing that Cape Town did do, they invented, and go and look this up on, on Google, they invented a mascot that is singularly the most terrifying thing I have ever seen. And maybe it was done like that um, on purpose. Maybe it was done to look like a, the clown in the drain in the movie, that if you know, children don't behave and don't save water. This little fellow is going to come and, I don't know, do strange things to them. Um, the the um, rationale behind that is, is maybe save um, rather than, than waste. Now, one Cape Town hotel, I do like this, at one Cape Town hotel where visitors insist on having a bath, which takes 80 liters of water. Now they've replaced... A large rubber duck um, for um, a bath plug. So if you really want the bath plug, then you have to go down to reception carrying the duck. <laughs> so everybody knows that you want to bath and that you're going to waste um, money. Or waste not money, waste water. And I suppose at the end of it, waste money as well. So um, there, there are all of these little little. Um, tricks that are being utilized by hotels in order to keep everybody in line for want of a better word. And even if it does rain in Cape Town, it it needs to rain in the catchment areas. Raining in Adley Street does not help because that's just going to go into the gutters and probably run off into the ocean. So it needs to be into um the, the catchment area so that the dams have water to carry them through winter and into next summer. Moving further afield, Tunisian tourism has a positive outlook. Yay! Tunisia plans to host an, um, 8 million tourists during 2018 with significant booking rates from European customers and new customers. So says um, Selma Rekic, who's the Minister of Tourism and Handicrafts. There's an interesting combination, tourism and handicrafts. 
Um, maybe it's something we should think of um, to combine constantly all over the world where there are tourism, ministries of tourism. Maybe handicrafts is a good one. As a result, Tunisian tourism revenues are expected to increase by 25%. How many of you have been to Tunisia? Put your hands up. Show of hands? Nobody listening? Not been to Tunisia? Maybe it's somewhere you should go. Um, British uh, seem to be coming in. And interesting that they're looking at European tourism. What about us? Why can't, why can't South Africans, why can't Africans um, go and support Tunisia? I think it's a, a good deal. But at the moment, would you believe that there are four flights per week from Bristol, Manchester, Birmingham and Gatwick into Tunisia? I wonder how many from anywhere else on the African continent. Interesting to know that. The future of Airbnb, um, that's sort of, it's unveiling a roadmap. They're expecting one billion guests. Airbnb is currently 10 years old and um, Airbnb hosts have earned $41 billion in those 10 years. <clears throat> Pardon me. Airbnbs have been checked into more than 300 million times. Um, they're looking at new property types now, vacation home, unique B&B and boutiques in, in, exist, uh, in addition to the existing um, entire home, private room, shared space. They're also looking at Airbnb Plus and beyond by Airbnb, what they're going into business with Elon Musk here. And then um, Airbnb Collections, home perfectly suited for every occasion. They're also looking at investing back into its community with revamped Superhost program and new guest membership. They want to um, support communities or want to support owners who have gone above and beyond. So if you're into Airbnb, that's something that uh, you can be looking forward to. Congo Airways is to take to South African skies. Ray Congo Airways, um, the flag carrier of the Democratic Republic of Com Congo, will launch flights from Kinshasa to Johannesburg tomorrow. That's February the 28th, marking its international debut. Um, the airline will operate three weekly flights using an Airbus A320-200. 10 seats in business class and 150 in economy. Ownership of the airline is divided between the government and the local and international investors. How cool is that? Um, I wonder if it's ever been done before. The uh, airline initially planned to launch flights to Johannesburg in 2016, but um, the delay had been due to the airline's decision to fine-tune its eight domestic routes first before launching into international. Well, I suppose that's the way to go because then at least you've got all your ducks in a row, so to speak. Congo Airways plans to launch flights next to Angola, Ethiopia, Kenya, Nigeria, and the Ivory Coast. So something to look forward to there. Um, hopefully in a moment or two, I'm looking at my iPad, willing, willing this guest to pop up. Um, we'll be talking to uh, Kethler Mia, who's a senior management at Fragomen. And um, they offer businesses of all size um, access to experienced immigration professionals. Because talking about single aviation market, the implications on immigration and travel are quite uh, unique. And maybe something that needs looking into before this whole project literally takes to the skies. If you've just tuned in, good morning.
or good afternoon now, Central African time. My name is David Batsafin. This show is Explore Africa. It's brought to you by Africa Business Radio towards a profitable Africa and Nomad Africa magazine. Um, you can tweet us on Africa Biz Radio. You can Facebook us on Africa Business Radio. Um, or you can email us, info at africabusinessradio.com. Don't go away. All right, a bit of a technical glitch there, but we'll come back to that in just a moment. Um, this is what happens when when you sort of given. There we go. So let's seven go. Seven continents, one hundred and ninety five countries, and seven billion people all connected by technology. Digibiz Africa is your link to technology news, trends, developments, and digital innovation. We expose you to game changers and disruptors. Where players and pioneers come together right here on Africa Business Radio every Thursday at two p.m. Central African Time. We were once strangers, now neighbors. Once secluded, now included. Once divided, now enlightened. We are one, a connected world. Africa Business Radio, towards a profitable Africa. It is Breakfast Connect on Africa Business Radio. We'll enjoy the next 90 minutes together right here on Africa Business Radio. Let's stay engaged with us. Africa Business Radio on Twitter, Africa Business Radio on Facebook, as well as uh, LinkedIn. past 12 Central African time. If you've just joined us, my name is David Batsoffin. A very good afternoon to you. Uh, this is Explore Africa 
the travel show. I'm, I'm awaiting a guest to log in with me from Fragerman here in Johannesburg. Um, if it happens, it happens. Otherwise, I'll talk to what it's all about. If you've just joined us for the first time, welcome to the show. Just to give you a bit of background as to what the show um, intends to bring to you, our listeners, um, high-level insights into the current landscape of travel and tourism industry in Africa, and we're hoping to engage in a variety of different professionals, industry stakeholders, tourism practitioners, um, and a variety of other people in the business of travel and tourism. Uh, in, and in doing so, finding out just a little bit um, um, more about what's happening here on our continent, north, south, East and West. If you'd like to join in the conversation, you can tweet us, Africa Biz Radio, Facebook, Africa Business Radio, or you can email, 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 email info at africabusinessradio.com. Africa Business Radio, towards a profitable Africa. The show is also brought to you by Nomad Af uh, Africa Magazine, celebrating the world's richest continent. So, I'm still awaiting my guest, as I say. It would have been Kethler Mia, who's the senior manager at Fragerman. Um, and what I was going to ask him, he's currently responsible for looking at government strategies, corporate compliance, consular services, global knowledge, and document procurement. It's a lot of work. Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors and add blocks, no custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise, and with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step -step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI-powered help bot, our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Maybe that's why Bluehost has been recommended by WordPress.org since 2005. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to Bluehost.com slash Wondersuite. That's Bluehost.com slash Wondersuite. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. He's got um, for sub-Saharan Africa. He was also uh, head of the regional office in Johannesburg, the largest office of the Department of Home Affairs in South Africa. I have to say, 
Um, just a shout out to our home affairs officers here. I had to obtain a new passport uh, because my last one was full. I did not realize that you need three blank pages in a passport. And um, unfortunately, I didn't have that. I'm off to on a, a trip shortly. And when I went to fill out all the details and doc- get the documentation done, they said to me, you know that it's 10 to 15 sometimes even maybe 20 working days to get your passport back, which means that I would have been a little bit caught short in the um, because I need a visa for where I'm going to. And would you believe that within three days, three working days, I got an SMS saying your passport's ready for collection. I was absolutely blown away. So well done to Home Affairs here in Southern Africa. And if you've got um, interesting stories about your departments of Home Affairs, wherever you may find yourself currently, why don't you tweet us Africa Business Radio or you can do um, at David Batsoffin and that will come through to me here in the studio. And we can maybe chat about what your experiences have been around that particular area, because it's always an area of concern. I don't know about you, but um, just thinking about this single aviation market, for a lot of people, air travel is probably one of the most stressful forms of travel, uh, because there's all sorts of documentation, as we were talking about last week. Um, and you can find the podcasts on www.davidbatsoffin.com on my blog there. All the, the past three podcasts are there already. This is number four, um, which will be up within the next day or so in case you, in case you missed the opening of the show. Um, but with air travel, because you need a variety of different documents. You need visas. Um, if you're traveling with small children, you need birth certificates. And now if the skies are going to be open and people are going to be allowed, I'd, I don't want to say to flood across borders because not everybody will be able to afford to just to hop on a plane and go somewhere else. But those that can will. And then what is the connotation what do they have to do what is the compliance that they'll have to do in order to make sure this works Um, the signing of this document the single african aviation market document was three decades ago 30 years ago um, that it, it was first proposed so what is this signal? Is, is this the beginning? Is this the foot on, on the gangway um, to open skies over Africa? And what does it actually mean for member countries, for citizens, for investors, when, when they can literally fly from country to country without having to worry about visa implications and the like? Is it practical? That's another question I would have liked to ask Kathleen. He may still call in. Um, but is it, is it practical? Is it feasible? And how, how would it work? How, how, you know, you can understand in your, home, in your home country or your home territory. But when you leave there and land in a foreign country, how does it work there? Are there going to be special queues that will allow people just to sort of walk through? Or... Like everything else, are they going to be forced to queue up? Then is it practical at all? Aside from the lack of, of, the, of visa um, needs, um, 
what what is then going to happen? But uh, all of that is is still in the pipeline. And what are the major implications of a single aviation market in Africa? Does that mean that um, major players uh, are going to are going to find themselves battling because now all of a sudden they've got uh, competition? What does it what does it do to prices? Is there going to be price collusion, as we've seen recently in South Africa, um, between two major players? Um, or is it going to make people a little more aware and go, all right, we can fly now and we can fly um, cheaper and we can fly to destinations that we want to fly to. So where does that leave us? So that might be an interesting one at the end of the day. And what about immigration and emigration for that matter? If people are going to do, does it really do open skies really affect migration? I'm not so certain, but I'm not an immigration specialist. I'm merely a travel journalist and broadcaster. So what do I know? Um, I, I'm just wondering about that one. Is, is that or will that be um, a problem at the end of the day? Are there risks? Are there opportunities? And if so, what are the risks? Who are the risk takers? Um, and at the end of the day, um, what what are the opportunities? There have to be opportunities for a variety of different ancillary services um, that are going to be involved now, like migration lawyers, like the immigration center um, sector. So, what where does that come into play? And how complex is this going to be now? Is it is it just I don't know. They, you, you arrive, you say, I want to fly from Johannesburg to Burkina Faso. And they go, yes, we've got an airline that will do it for you. You don't need um, a passport. Uh, you don't need a, a visa. In fact, there is an AU passport that I'm into to find out about where Africans traveling in Africa won't need visas. So that may be of interest to people, business people who travel up into Africa on a relatively re- regular basis. Um, and how do you, you know, who do you turn to? Because you can bet your bottom dollar that because of this, there are going to be a plethora of businesses opening up, offering a variety of different services around this um, single African aviation market. But who are the good people and who are the bad? That's what we have to ask ourselves at the end of the day. Um, how would you feel about it? As I said, you can tweet me at David Batsoffen. Um, it'll come through to me in the studio and we'll discuss that. But first, I think I'm going to go to a break if I remember which buttons to push. When we come back, uh, we'll have a look at some of your tweets. Africa Business Radio, your one-stop resource platform for all things business news, economy, leadership, productivity, investment, and more. ABR, towards a profitable Africa. Vet 
sponsoring Travel Broadcaster David Batsoffin joins Africa Business Radio to host a brand new travel show, Explore Africa. The first show airs at midday Central Africa time on Tuesday, February the 6th. The show will take a holistic view of travel on the African continent as well as the Indian Ocean Islands. There will be travel updates, a look at business destinations, interviews and competitions. Cultural travel, a new and growing market, will be covered in depth from Cape to Cairo. David will also be advising on unique destinations that will allow listeners the opportunity to discover hidden gems on our continent. Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. 
From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors and add blocks, no custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise. And with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step -step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI-powered help bot, our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Maybe that's why Bluehost has been recommended by WordPress.org since 2005. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. That's bluehost.com slash wondersuite. Freshly ground, giving me quite a surprise there. I wasn't expecting such a cold ending to that particular song. But uh, anyway, thank you very much, Freshly Ground. We'll catch up with you a little later. Um, during that uh, interesting break, to say the least, I had some um, tweets come in. Thomas in Tanzania, he thinks the single African aviation market idea is great for tourism, specifically for Tanzania, uh, because as we well know, it's got a, a variety of different game parks. It's got Kilimanjaro. It's got all sorts of things. So he thinks it's great for the country. Cecil in Nairobi, he thinks it's a good idea because he's a businessman and he travels around Africa a lot. So he'd like this to happen sooner than later because that was a question that John from Accra sent through. When will SA Skies, uh, the single African aviation market, actually open? And um, John, at the moment, your guess is as good as mine. So far, 23 countries have signed in on this and uh, we await with bated breath to see what will happen. Um, 
In a, a little later, I'm going to be chatting, hopefully, here we go again, to Alistair Sinclair, who's the uh, Crystal Lagoons Regional Director for Africa. And if you want to know what Crystal Lagoons, uh, what Crystal Lagoon is, you're going to have to stay with me for the next um, hour. And we'll explore that a little later. And we're also going to be listen, uh, listening. Hopefully you're listening. We're also going to be looking at East Africa, where we'll be looking at Djibouti. It's one of the smallest country uh, countries in Africa, but it's packed with things to do by land and by sea. So let's stay with um, things uh, around this single African aviation market. And in fact, I, I'm just thinking if I go back, I wonder if Airbnb will it all be affected by something like this. And I wonder how big the Airbnb market is in Africa. I know that in Europe it is enormous. In America, it's it's really big. And um, the Airbnb co-founder and CEO and head of community Brian Chesky was saying, ten years ago we never dreamed of what Airbnb could become. In fact, people thought the idea that strangers would stay in each other's homes was crazy. I don't know if I would like a, a stranger living in my home unless they're paying me in dollars. Today. Millions of people every night do just that. But we want to go further by supporting and expanding our community so that in 10 years' time, more than 1 billion people per year will experience the benefits of magical travel on Airbnb. And I suppose if you're going into an African country, um, east, south, north, and west um, of our continent, it would really be nice uh, to stay with people in their homes. You get to learn a little bit about the culture perhaps. You get to eat the local food, which could be interesting. Um, but there's only so many ways that you can do plantain in West Africa, unfortunately. Uh, oh, hang on a second. You see, I should never have mentioned plantains. I've just, get, I've just had um, a tweet going, what do you mean, David? You can do many things with plantain. Yes, you can. I take that back. I love plantain. I really do. But when it becomes your staple uh, at every meal, I suppose it's a bit like mashed potatoes. And for people who haven't eaten plantain, it is um, it looks something like a banana. Raw, it is terrible. It is really bitter. But cooked, it becomes almost like a sweet potato. And it's really, really nice. So thank you to whoever that tweet was from um sorry i've just lost it on my phone um you are correct there are many many ways to do to do plantain all of them very tasty and maybe this is something that uh, airbnb should look at is airbnb in and around south africa or not south africa in and around africa so to address what they're looking at these new property types and they want they want 4.5 million places to stay around the world. As I said, I wonder how many of them are on the African continent. And um, over, over the years, over these past de- this past decade, the properties have become really diverse, from tree houses to boutique hotels. But it's still only possible to navigate by three property types, shared space, private room, and the entire home. Nowhere does it say tree house. Uh, but and is that a shared space or is it a private room or is it an entire home? 
the tree house, so maybe it is a home. A home. And it makes ha- um, it hard for hosts to stand out, and guests can't always find what they're looking for. And I suppose this is once again a problem of the Internet, and maybe with the opening of the African skies, with the single African aviation market, um, things like this will be easier to manage, and there will be homestays and stuff like that, um, you know, that people will be able to to dig down into and decide where exactly they want to stay. A vacation home. I, I should imagine that if you're on the African continent, maybe a unique space would be somewhere that you would like to stay. Um, I know a couple of years ago I ran a race here in Johannesburg, a road race, and it was held down in Soweto. And I didn't want to drive into Soweto at four o'clock in the morning for the start of the race. So I stayed the night at a B&B in Soweto. And I mean, it's 15 Ks from my home, but I could have been on another planet. It was really, really nice and a most interesting evening before what turned out to be a really tough run, something I was not expecting. Anyway, that aside, so Airbnb are going to make The hosts make some tools available to the host to better showcase what they have to offer. I I always wonder when people put stuff onto the Internet, as they do, with really bad photographs. If you're trying to sell something like a room or a home, surely you put up great images. I don't know. Bring in a professional photographer if necessary, if this is going to be a source of income for you. Don't get sort of Bob with a cell phone and he can't take a a decent image. Rather bring in somebody who can and then um, they're going to be looking at seven core properties, which, which will just ramp things up a little. It was originally designed for solo travel, but here again, if with single African skies aviation opening. Now perhaps people who are migrating from one country to another can use this as a kickoff point. If you don't have accommodation, you don't want to stay in a hotel because it's too expensive, then use something like this. Um, it gives it gives you a, a springboard to maybe start looking for work. It gives you a place that you can cook. It gives you a roof over your head, all of those types of things. Um, Although it was designed originally for solo travel, millions of people have found the platform is suited to a variety of different types. Uh, If you take an entire home, for instance, you take your family with you. It's just like moving home from one town to another. You can move from Joburg to Accra for for 10 days and have a wonderful time there. Um, So they're launching a thing called Airbnb Collections, which is uh, very upmarket. And it's going to be looking for social stays, honeymoons, um, weddings, group getaways, and even dinner parties. Could you imagine hiring an Airbnb space just to host a dinner party? Um, I think that's a bit a bit over the top. Hang on a second. Another, another tweet coming in. These guys are pretty quick when it comes to um, why not just host a dinner party at your house, David? Well, not my house, I hope um, you're saying there, Tom. Um, but... Certainly. I don't know why you do that. Why would you uh, want to host a house for for a, an Airbnb or host an Airbnb dinner? Um, so there's there's another thought. You can you can do that. But I suppose if you if you all decide to meet in a different country, if you're all going off to I don't know, I wonder 
you know, I think I mentioned this last week, and and we didn't take it any further. And maybe one one of these programs we will looking at Timbuktu. Everybody sort of knows it's on the African continent, but until the Paris Dakar went through there, nobody actually knew where it was, or if there's any sort of tourism um, of tourism availability in um, in Timbuktu. Maybe somebody's listening in. That would be a long shot. If there is somebody listening. Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors, and add blocks. No custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise. And with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI-powered help bot, our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Maybe that's why Bluehost has been recommended by WordPress.org since 2005. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to Bluehost.com Wondersuite. That's Bluehost.com Wondersuite. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. To me, now, in Timbuktu, send me, send me a tweet, at David Batsoffin. Do it now, and tell me if there's anything in, in uh, Timbuktu that I should come and see, aside from desert and camels. Or maybe that is tourism in Timbuktu. I don't know. I'm, I'm tossing it out there. If, if I do get a call from Timbuktu, I don't know who's going to be more surprised. The guy in Timbuktu getting the fact that his name is being mentioned, or the you, the rest of the listeners, knowing that I have people listening to me in Timbuktu. So, um, yeah, all, all of all of the above is very interesting. So they're also looking at new tiers. This is Airbnb again. I think that to tie something like Airbnb in with a single African aviation market would be a great idea because at the end of the day, you've got everything you want in one place. And I think that would be great news. So they're looking at this new tier. They they want to recognize hosts who go above and beyond to provide outstanding hospitality. So they have personally verified um, certain homes for quality and comfort. 2,000 homes 
in 13 cities. You can book right now. This is Airbnb Plus, and this is for beautiful homes, exceptional guests, and added peace of mind. Um, the homes have been inspected and verified in person against a 100-point checklist covering cleanliness, comfort, and design. So if you're in one of those, host benefit from top placement, in-home services such as design consultation and expert photography. You see, that's what I'm saying. If If you're going to be one of these homes, you've got to get professional photographers in so that when people look at your property they can go wow i i have to um i have to stay there at the at at a particular point in time so there we go um i haven't had one from would you believe burkino faso um ugudugu i just get a hello from ugudugu we are not timbuktu but it's not too far away. <laughs> there you go. Um, and a name, unfortunately, I cannot pronounce. And if I try, it's going to embarrass both um, him and I. I, I th- well, I think it's a him. I'm not sure of that. But anyway, there we go. Thank you very much to uh, Burkina Faso. I was in Burkina Faso some years ago. I, I found it a very interesting city for a variety of reasons. Firstly, the meat that they eat there is not the way that we would eat meat down in the southern part of Africa. Um, it's invariably goat. And don't get me wrong, I do love goat, but uh, not something you get in South Africa re- on a, a get easily, I should say. But I, I just found the, the variance between the haves and the have-nots there quite spectacular. Uh, I was there for a music festival. Pardon me. And the B&B that we stayed in, if you can call it a and b maybe it was a guest house because we had to make our own food, was unfinished. My room, for instance, had a huge walk-in wardrobe, which was mirrored floor to ceiling. But there was no shower head in the bathroom. There was just a pipe in the wall. It made for a rather interesting shower. And um, also, we think we have problems with power down here, uh, electricity down here in South Africa. They had pa- they had power problems there. It blew my um, the uh, the the power pack for my laptop, which left me with not being able to work for um, several days, which which wasn't pleasant. And you try finding electronic parts in Wagadugu when you can barely pronounce the name of the city. <laughs> anyway. I digress. So um, also Airbnb, and again, they're saying through their Superhost program, they it, currently uh, they have 400,000 hosts globally, which is awesome. Um, and they, they say they recognized, they recognized their most loved hosts. Now, here again, surely you want to recognize people who are maybe not the most loved, but who are really trying hard. You know, give them some incentive because um, these top earners are, are getting benefits like better exposure, customer, custom URLs, smart home products, etc. I say do that on the downside and make people incentive driven. Uh, I, I always wonder with something like this, when they first started it, when, when that fellow who's the CEO, whose name I mentioned, Brian Chesky, a little while ago, he was the co-founder. They're not saying who the other founder was. But anyway, I wonder how they came up with this. You know, 
Let's ask some of our friends to give up a room in their house or, I don't know, go away and leave their house to total strangers. And what are the, what, I don't know, what, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Help me out here, somebody. Uh, normally, when I have somebody in studio, they can help me. Now I'm all by myself today, uh, so I'm struggling with this word. Anyway, perhaps they have systems. That's the word I'm looking for. Systems in place where hosts are, if something does go wrong, if you come back and you find your house trashed, there has to be some recourse for you. It happened with a friend of mine recently. Um, she'd let her place out, and the guests had just I don't know, smashed doors, broken locks because they'd left keys. They kicked the doors in in order to get back into their apartment. So it wasn't very pleasant. And at the end of the day, yes, you can blacklist the people, but who pays for this? And and in this particular instance, they just walked away. They said it wasn't what we were expecting, so we're not going to be paying you. So how do you get around that? And I find that uh, could be really interesting but at, as I say, at the end of the day, it um, it all comes down to who, what, where, why, and when. And do you keep how how do you limit people? You can't really because at the end of the day, um, you don't want to to be doing that. So, what what do we do? How how do we monitor this? How do how do the hosts monitor it? Could you? Put cameras in the house <laughs> and then monitor it from afar. I don't think that would be really the way to go about it. But as I say, um, at the end of the day, all comes back to does it have a place in the African marketplace? And if so, is it already instigated? I know that in places like South Africa you can find it, and I'm sure that you can find it on the Indian Ocean Islands, uh, places like Mauritius, Seychelles, maybe even Zanzibar. But what about inland? What about the middle? What about Democratic Republic of Congo, or Congo Brazzaville for that matter? Um, I've stated some interesting, interesting guest houses, or interesting B&Bs in Congo Brazzaville. Um, different difficult ordering in a language that you can't speak in when your translators have had a tough night and aren't at breakfast. I got to omelette de fromage after my uh, café uh, croissant, uh, pour favor, um, in fact, not pour favor, s'il vous plaît, uh, and, and after that I was lost. But anyway, a cheese omelette was better than, as they say, a slap in the face with a wet fish. I'm still awaiting... Uh, both of my guests. I'm hoping that Alistair is going to pop up on the radar in the not too distant future so we can talk to him about Crystal Lagoons. Um, but before then, I think uh, maybe some music to get us through to the top of the hour. <laughs> Go, 
And that was freshly ground with Zulu Lounge here on Africa Business Radio. Um, towards a profitable Africa. The show is Explore, uh, called Explore Africa and is brought to you by Nomad Africa magazine, celebrating the world's richest continent. Um, I was hoping to have um, Alistair Sinclair join me right now, but um, for some reason or another, technology is not my friend at the moment. Uh, but anyway, I can talk through the miracle of Google I can talk to you about the subject that he would have spoken about, and this is um, about public access lagoons. Now, Crystal Lagoons is about to build this lagoon in Nigeria, and what it is, is it's a public access lagoon, and it's going to be on a property that is going to be 3.1 hectare. So it's a big property. And that this particular PAL, as they call public access lagoons, which will be run by Crystal Lagoons, is expected to attract over almost um, a quarter of a million people a year, 240,000 people. So they're hoping to begin construction in the last quarter of this year, um, all being all being well. And they're looking for an investment of up to 10 million U.S. dollars. So what it is, um, it's, oh, Michael Phelps has been to a Crystal Lagoon, and he's their um, ambassador. So if you remember, Michael Phelps was um, a swimmer, an American swimmer, who won an inordinate amount of gold medals over the years that he swam. So it's um, a form of a new era of entertainment. So it's um, created, created Crystal Lagoons has created a revolution in the recreational entertainment um, industry, making beach life possible in any place or corner of the planet that you can imagine. With man-made turquoise lagoons sa- surrounded by sandy white beaches and palm trees, would you believe? PALs, Public Access Lagoons, by Crystal Lagoons, is a new concept that will um, allow everyone to take a vacation anywhere in the world, even if it is just a few blocks from your house. They will, they will um, transform um, each development into a recreational or family destination that will upgrade each venue into a meeting, making it a meeting point for the 21st century. I think I think this is absolutely stunning. They're going to, they but they listen to this. You can have them in public parks. You can have them in uni, on university campuses, in shopping centres, amusement parks, water parks, even even at a golf club. You can have the museums. The the places are absolutely limitless. The, the last one they mentioned on their list is vacant land. Well, I would have figured that you could use vacant land for something like this. Um, it, it is their job. They want to, to bring proper beaches uh, into, into literally university campuses, um, events, arenas. Something maybe not too dissimilar, but not quite the same as um, Valley of the Waves in... Um, Sun City or maybe the resorts that they have in Dubai or um, in Abu Dhabi where they have something similar 
Um, they've they've got one in Europe again. Are they get, they now want to open one? They've got plenty in Europe, but now it's time to open one here. In- Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors and add blocks, no custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise. And with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI-powered help bot, our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Maybe that's why Bluehost has been recommended by WordPress.org since 2005. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to bluehost.com wondersuite. That's bluehost.com wondersuite. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. In Africa and um, Alistair Sinclair who was the regional director was meant to have chatted to me unfortunately again as I say technology has um, played up and for some reason or another neither he nor my previous guest have been able to uh, connect with me here in studio but so let's look at this Uh, the first PAL in Nigeria is uh, going to as I said they're going to start building towards the end of 2018. It's also working with the Nigerian government in identifying and assessing other key sites for developing and operating multiple public access lagoons for development as soon as possible. So, as I said, um, the site is going to be around 3.1 hectares and it's going to attract over 240,000 visitors a year. The social and leisure benefits of having an idyllic beach lifestyle that is open to the public are numerous. And along with new sources of income, the opportunities for generating employment around the establishment of a Crystal Lagoon's public access lagoon are numerous, obviously both directly and indirectly. I know that uh, when I was at one of the water parks in um, Abu Dhabi, a large number of the people working there were young South Africans. It was interesting hearing Afrikaans spoken in Abu Dhabi. And then you sort of, you don't say anything, you just creep up behind them and, and speak to them in, in the same language and they get rather a fright. Anyway, so is this, um, the, and they want to build it in Abuja. Well, Abuja is the capital of, 
um, Nigeria. Everybody thinks it's is um, it is here. Um, it is in Lagos, but um, uh, the the problem is the um, the. <laughs> I'm, I'm uh, sorry for the hesitation. What's actually happening is my producer, who is off-site at the moment at a meeting, is trying to uh, connect me to my guest, who is supposedly waiting, but who hasn't shown up on my screen. Uh, maybe if I do that, if I push invite people, no, nothing happens. Um, no, that doesn't help me. So we'll just leave it like that. Um, Soji, if you can hear me, and if my guest can hear me, Alistair, I'm really sorry about this. But as I say, nothing has appeared on on my screen and if nothing's there i can't i can't talk to you so i'm going to have to speak for you not necessarily on your behalf but maybe answer some of the questions try to answer some of the questions you would have um um had had asked or had been asked to answer if if you had been here with me we'll make this up and uh, we'll get we'll get them back uh, maybe next week to answer to to the questions as i said uh, why why Abuja and not cities like Lagos or Port Harcourt? Well, part Port Harcourt as it is officially known. Um, well, I can't answer that, but maybe from a perspective, from a business perspective, Abuja is the right place to be. And is it long? Well, I would hope that this is long term because that's what you want with tourism. You don't just want to to sort of here today and gone tomorrow because that's not what it's all about. The object of the exercise is bringing people in, uh, building stuff like this. I mean, if you're going to spend, Nigeria reportedly spent 1.4 billion abroad Nigerians um, why, in 2016. Do you think that that, I'm hoping that a large amount of that money will now be channeled back into Nigerian um, tourism because at the end of the day, that's what you're trying to do. And I apologize for the noise in the background. That was the air conditioner that I forgot to switch off. Now, peace. Peace has reigneth on the, uh, in the studio. And uh, while I try and sort everything out, let's just go to a quick piece of music and then I'll be back with you shortly. Every friend has got a friend in mind Cause I've had more than a little time So it's on your mark, get ready, sit But I know my heart's not ready yet I can walk into a room without you And I don't get drunk and talk about you So I guess I learned to live without you I just don't know how to love without you She don't have to look just like you No, her eyes don't have to be that blue It's hard to give someone a chance 
Tuned to Explore Africa. My name is David Batsafin. This is Africa Business Radio, and the show Explore Africa is brought to you by Africa Business Ra- Business Radio, making Africa profitable, and Nomad Africa magazine, celebrating the world's richest continent. Um, Alistair, I believe, was on the phone to me. He's trying to get hold of me. I was trying to get hold of him. Alistair, uh, we apologize for that. That's Alistair Sinclair, Crystal Lagoon's regional uh, director. We'll get him back um, hopefully next week and be able to ask him all all the questions that we wanted to ask him today. So to finish off, let's have a look at Destination Africa. And the destination today is... We're going to East Africa and we're going to look at Djibouti. Does anybody know where Djibouti is now? Like I said, nobody in Timbuktu sent me an SMS or a, a sent me a, a tweet. I don't know if anybody in Djibouti is listening to us. And if they are, the tweet is at David Batsafin or at Africa Biz Radio. As I also mentioned earlier, the um, uh, podcasts are available on the africabizradio.com site or on www.davidbatsoffin.com. You can find them there. The first three are already there. Today's will be um, there within a day or so. So I said we're looking at Djibouti, and Djibouti is one of the smallest countries in Africa, but it's packed with things to do. Most uh, trips start in the capital, which is Djibouti City. It's an interesting place to check out the markets and eat international food such as Yemeni oven-baked fish and bread. And I have to say that most African countries, specifically on the West Coast, do great bread. They really and truly do. If you if you if you're not doing carbs, then rather go to the East Coast because West you are going to be far too tempted. 
Anyway, must uh, do activity is a two-day jeep drive to the Mars-like terrain of Lake Abbey. It's A-B-B-E, and an overnight stay in a nomad encampment. I've done one of these. Not necessarily an overnight stay, but I've done um, dune safaris, and I've done nomadic meals in the middle of the, the desert out outside of um, Abu Dhabi, and it was a really eye-opening experience. The desert at night is truly spectacular, really, really is. Um, how do they know it looks like? Who knows? Maybe even some of the Mars footage that's being shot now and uh, NASA going, oh, look, we've landed a rover on Mars, is being shot in uh, Djibouti, or more specifically at the um, at and around the lake. So there's an oasis. There are nomadic villages and wildlife and before returning to the city you can you can float on lake asal now this stunning lake when i say float i mean i mean exactly that because this lake is saltier than the dead sea and it's the second lowest place on earth if you don't want to do stuff on land well then you you can scuba and you can snorkel in the gulf of terjorda that's t a D-J-O-U-R-A. In the winter, whale sharks can be seen by both snorkel and scuba expeditions. There are few liverboards for scuba diving, and Djibouti is one of only two places in the world where it is possible to dive between tectonic plates. Now, liverboards, for those who are not divers, are um, normally ships where, or, or yachts, and you stay on board the yacht. And you have you because you're on board. If literally, if you feel like jumping into the water with scuba gear, you can. It's not normally for snorkeling, but it's more geared towards scuba divers and uh, advanced scuba professionals. Best time to visit between November and February, as the summer can be incredibly hot and humid. So maybe it's a place to put on your list for next year, unless <laughs> you like hot and humid. Um, maybe hot and humid is what keeps the tourists away, and then you've got the entire country to yourself. Um, lake Abbey, also known as Lake Abibad, is a salt lake, and it lies on the Ethiopia-Djibouti border. And it's one of a chain of six connected lakes, which also include from north to south, Gregori, Liateli, Gamamar, um, Barrio, and Afambo. It's the alter, ultimate destination of the waters of the Awash River. And um, it's the central meeting place for three pieces of the Earth's crust, which is a defining feature of the Afar Depression. And here, three pieces of the Earth's crust are each pulling away from a central point, although not at the same speed, which is uh, not what you want to hear when you're standing on these tectonic plates. You don't want to hear... The, the sort of creak and groan of, of stuff moving under your feet. The area of the lake's open water. Now, this may be something similar to Lake Kivu in Rwanda. is um, 130 square miles. But uh, recent droughts and extraction of water from the Awash River for irrigation has caused the water level of the lake to fall. And the reason that I say Lake Kivu is because when I arrived at the hotel in uh, at Lake Kivu, we arrived late at night, and I thought we were on the coast. I really and truly did. I don't. I did not know that it it was a lake and one of the biggest lakes in the world. 
and it literally stretched as far as the horizon. So here we have something um, similar, and as they say, um, it's saltier than the Dead Sea, and it is, um, you're able to, it's a what they call a hypersaline lake. So you can go and, I don't know, relax, and maybe it has medicinal properties at the end of the day, uh, something that I'm I'm not aware of, but hey, you never know. Now, the only way, and this is the kicker, it's all well and good promoting this lake and um, it has limestone chimneys. So it sounds like from a photographic point of view, and we're going to be looking at photographic safaris in programs to come, um, they've got these lime chimneys which reach a, reach a height of 160 foot or 50 meters and steam spews forth. You can also find uh, flamingos there. So from a photographic point of view, this seems to be idyllic. It really and truly does. However, and this is the kicker, people, you can only reach the lake by four-wheel drive. So don't try it in your fancy BMWs or any of those sort of things. You've got to have the proper vehicle and you'll need to hire a guide and you're going to take two days to do this adventure. This is not something you wake up in the morning, hop in your car and drive out to. It's, and I was trying to think of it the other day. There are salt pans in Botswana. And for the life of me, I can't, I can't think of them. And I can't type and talk at the same time. Otherwise, I'd look them up um, while I speak to you. But there are salt flats there that uh, an, over, an international car TV show drove across. I want to say Khalakhadi, but that's not what they are. Khalakhadi is a nature reserve which is close to Uppington. But anyway, so in the far southwest of the country, on the border um, with Ethiopia, is a dawn-gathering place for flamingos. And, as I mentioned, these weird natural chimneys, or as they're called, fumaroles, formed by escaping underground scheme, um, steam which dot the foreshore. The town of Dikhil, that's D-I-K-H-I-L, um, where the sealed road runs out, is a good starting point for a four-wheel drive because otherwise I should imagine you are going to get stuck. And then doesn't matter how tiny the country is, at the end of the day, if you're stuck in the middle of nowhere, it's not going to be a pleasant experience at all. Um, so this is what... This is what you've got to look forward to. So put your booty on a list. As I say, it's not for now because they say that um, it's too hot at the moment, Fe November to February. So it's a very short sort of um, holiday period. But um, if like some other destinations that I've been to, if you choose to go the route of hot and humid and you can deal with that, then you find that there are less tourists and more of just the locals, which means that the, the people that are wandering around you can form part of your photographs rather than being inundated by Americans or something like that. And at, uh, at the end of the day, you want, you want to experience an African city from an African point of view, and Djibouti may just give you that. So Djibouti City, start there and, and head out um, this Yemeni oven-baked fish and bread. I have a sneaking suspicion that when I leave or when I sign off from this radio show, I'm going to be looking up about how to make this and possibly try this at home. Normally on a radio show or a TV show, they do. People do not try this at home. 
But um, I think it's a good idea to actually do try it at home. Um, For those of you who have just tuned in and you'd like to know as we wind down the program, my apologies for not having um, the uh, labor lawyer from Fragomans in with us today or for that matter, Alistair Sinclair, who was Crystal Lagoon's Regional Director for Africa. I want to know where where they have other Crystal Lagoons, but um, I know that he's just called on my cell and I will get back to him after the show and we'll set it up so that he can um, join us again uh, on another episode of Explore Africa and be able to tell us his side of the story rather than me just making assumptions about what Crystal Lagoons is and what it offers and more specifically why they chose to put it in Abuja rather than Port Accord or in Lagos. But maybe, just maybe they have some idea for expansion and the other two cities will at some particular point um, be given the opportunity to host those sort of things. Uh, I should imagine that although it is a lot of money, it sounds like there is a huge amount of input um, from investors into those sort of things that at the end of the day, the amount of tourism that it will attract or even locals that will be attracted to destinations um, such as this will outweigh the capital expenditure. And you want the locals to enjoy. You don't want everything that you're doing uh, to be for the, the outsiders. Yes, they bring in the dollars. Yes, they bring in the euros or whatever the currency uh, might be. But at the end of the day, you want your local population to be able to enjoy these destinations just as much. And maybe that's why um, they're known as PALs, Public Access Lagoon, so that everybody can enjoy them. And uh, everybody can, uh, everybody who has a 4x4, that is, can enjoy Lake Abbey in um, Djibouti. Uh, and remember, guides, and again, guys, if you're going to be at a strange destination, in a country that maybe does not speak your language as their first language. Make certain that the people that you're hiring and the vehicles that you're hiring, because you're not going to be driving all the way to Djibouti. You're going to be, you're going to be flying there and then taking um, one of these little day trips. Please make certain that the people that you use are recognized guides, that the vehicles are recognized, that they have been serviced, all of those sort of things. You do not want to to find yourself at the hands of somebody who has no idea where they're going or, more importantly, has never guided and the vehicle that they have is held together by duct tape and string because that's not what you want. Always question. If something looks very cheap, there's probably a reason. There is a, an old English saying that there are, is no such thing as a free lunch. And that is definitely true when it comes to this sort of thing where money is to be made from, I don't want to use the word gullible tourists, but sometimes you are. If you're uncertain um, of uh, what you want to, to do or where you want to go, um, then you've got to just use this. And at the end of the day, hope that everything goes well. Well, that's it for our show for today. Apologies for the technical glitches. Um, I do hope that uh, you enjoyed the chat with me or listening to me rabbiting on. And uh, remember, thanks to those who tweeted on Africa Biz Radio or at Africa um, um, at David Batsoff, and you can get us on those two. And um, 
Until next week, when there's more of similar, do have yourselves a good week. Remember, the podcast is available on www.davidbatsoffin. A new tribe is emerging, a tribe where Africans, leaders, entrepreneurs, change agents, disruptors, founders, and idea junkies congregate to provide sustainable solutions that meet the needs of communities, cities, countries, and our very own continent. They're the ones whose dreams, when merged with opportunity, create one of our greatest commodity. They're the driving force behind entrepreneurship and leadership. Do you want to be a part of this? Join us on Trap Talk where we congregate the tribe of African entrepreneurs on Africa Business Radio towards a profitable Africa. Tune in to Africa Business Radio on www.africabusinessradio.com Find us on Facebook, Africa Business Radio and on Twitter, Africa Business Radio towards a profitable Africa. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.